We turn to uh, Proverbs 4 and to the latter uh, portion, to the end of, uh, of Proverbs, we're looking uh, shortly. As people, we are uh, undisciplined and we sin and therefore we lose sight, we uh, lose focus. We do not uh, always run uh, the race. Our uh, attention spans are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Our young people, unfortunately, um, are not able to hold the, the thoughts of, uh, and, and pursue and, and think and mull over a, uh, an action and because their attention spans, because of the, the way that technology and the way that uh, society is going, is uh, meaning that they are not able now, as maybe once before, to, to have that ability to focus and to stay um, pressed in upon something. It's a case of now uh, uh, pressing a button or clicking on something and expecting immediate results uh, in their lives. Uh, This is uh, um, certainly uh, the case in uh, the length of of sermons in in some uh, cases which are becoming just thoughts for the day or just homilies or or something like that and to preach for maybe more than 10 or 15 minutes is stretching uh, the, uh, the, 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 the abilities of, of some in this day and age to be able to have a, a, a long, sustained time of thinking upon something, of pondering something, of working out something. We, we seem to have lost that focus to be able to see things through to the end, to give up to lose sight of what we were trying to achieve in the first place and then just giving up, throwing in the towel, maybe. And as we uh, look, and we're looking at Proverbs chapter 4, but if we, the context, the introduction, the first few chapters, we have that that father-son relationship. And we obviously, ultimately, have uh, uh, God as our Father. We are uh, sons and daughters of him. And he's speaking words of wisdom to his children to change us, to, as we read, to, to keep us alive, to, to keep us from, uh, as we've been reading and singing, just from stumbling uh, in the darkness. we turn to uh, Proverbs chapter 1 verse uh, uh, 8 we we read about that that hearing my son hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother listen listen take instruction heed what is being said to you do not forsake what is being taught to you And then uh, Proverbs 2, verse 1, My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, just take my words, hide my commandments with thee. 
And although we could say, well, this is uh, uh, Solomon uh, thinking uh, about uh, his father, we can, we can take this, can't we, about God, our Father, giving us words of instruction to, to take to our heart. And then he says, so that thou incline thine ears, he says in verse 2 of chapter 2, unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding. Incline, bend over, lean towards Come into this place of, 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 of receiving, wrestling with it as Jacob wrestled with, with, with the Lord. Wrestle with your innermost being, your heart, your mind, your conscience, those passions and desires that you have in your innermost being, that you will win on through and that you will say, no, I want to know the wisdom of God. I want to understand, God, what you are saying to me. Reveal to me through your holy word what you would say to me, not just this night, but for all time's sake. We are creatures of our Heavenly Father now. We are no longer sons and daughters of the devil. God is our Father, and he loves us, and he's saying, incline your hearts to me. Come into me, learn from me. This goes in verse 3 of chapter 2. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and lift us up thy voice for understanding, seek it out as a treasure. Treasure it, search it as if it's actually hidden. And we remember the parables, don't we? The, the, the hidden treasure, and man stumbles across it. He sells everything he has and buys that field so he can gain that treasure. Search for it. For you, you know what it means to find something valuable. And God says, well, this, my wisdom, these words of life are more valuable than any earthly treasure. And we sometimes, as fallen people, have difficulty believing that. Because it's challenging, isn't it? When we have the trappings of the world just bearing upon us in so many different directions. Is wisdom from God more valuable than earthly treasure? Is wisdom from God more valuable than any earthly treasure? Because that's what God says. And again and again, as he repeats over and over, again and again in the first few chapters, he's saying, cry out for it, plead with it, look for it, incline your heart to it, incline your ear to it, listen for it, learn and don't forget, don't forget, don't forget what God has, has told you. Keep your eyes focused on it. Seek it like a treasure. For we know that we're stubborn, we're full of pride, we're selfish. We let our hearts get out of control. We, we don't keep on pushing and following uh, on that road that the Lord leads us upon. We stray, we wander, we see something shining bright over there and we, we take our eyes off the heavenly prize. We take our eyes off Christ and we wander, we stray. In this book of wisdom, this first few chapters of Proverbs, uh, the Father is saying, no, Keep on keeping on. Incline your heart. Incline your ear. Listen. Do not forget. Take it in. Because this 
as a treasure which is more valuable than anything else. He says, don't forget this. You need to know this. This is important. Keep your eyes focused on it. Don't get distracted by any earthly materials, any earthly treasure. Cry out for it. So we read in uh, uh, verses 20 onwards, My son, attend to my words. Chapter 4, verse 20. My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my sayings. Can you see how he keeps repeating himself? Why is he repeating himself? Because we need to hear it over and over again. Otherwise, we're inclined to forget or just maybe think, oh, it doesn't matter. But no. In verse 21, he says, Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. These words of wisdom, this divine revelation from God, a word that brings life. He's saying, this is from God. And as you leave here this night, ask yourself, who am I going to follow? Where am I going to go? Who am I going to look to? Who am I going to ponder? He says, verse 26, or verse 20, 20, uh, 25 before that. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thy eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. We are in God's creation. He bought us with a price. He created us, he made us, and also he died for us. And therefore, everything we have, well, well, is, is his. We owe him everything. All of uh, our lives is in his hands. It's his life. It's his. We are his. And he's saying, don't forget this. Don't stray from this. Don't try to run away from this even. Keep your sight firmly on him. Keep your heart firmly on him. And therefore we will have that, that, that health. We'll have that, uh, this is verse 22. Uh, For they are life unto those that find them and health and healing to all their flesh. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. This is the, uh, uh, the, the treasure. This, this wisdom, this treasure that we have, it leads us into all health, leads us into life, abundant life. We talk about how do we have that, that joy, that peace. Well, it's only the peace and that joy that, that, that Christ can give, not the world uh, can give. And so therefore, be, be, be diligent, be, be vigilant, Keep on keeping on. And, and out of, therefore, we will have the, the issues of life. A stream that is going to be flowing. This, this wisdom is life. This wisdom will sustain you. This treasure that God has given to you. God refers to our wisdom as a, as a tree of life, even. And it's that it sustains all that we, we, we have, it feeds you. And this is God at, at feeding and, and providing. 
and uh, giving you that, that wisdom where you would have that, that health in your life, that healing in your life, where you would live life to the full. It may be that you've come across friends, relatives who say, well, as a Christian, how can you live life to the full? You, you, you're not out there enjoying your weekends away, spending the, uh, the Lord's Day just doing nothing. You could be out there enjoying life to the full. That's not life. So here we have this wisdom about what life is. This this healing for your flesh. To be sustained. To uh, be uh, fed by this this, this wisdom as as, as a tree of, of life. The wisdom of God. Words that you have been given as a a child of God, receiving wisdom, and as as the writer says, just just keeping your your attention on it. Don't go to the right or to the left. Keep your eyelids just looking down at it, focusing, crying out for it. Because I've said we we live in in an age where fighting for something, dwelling upon something, really struggling for something, working for something, delving, because sometimes we, we, we read God's word and we, we, we don't necessarily understand. We think, well, okay, I'll move on to a different portion. But we have to mine the depths of scriptures, to plead with the Holy Spirit, say, reveal your uh, understanding that I may live. But we live in a, uh, a, a generation, a world where uh, we just want things instantaneously. To be able to click a button and it just arrives for us. It should come easily to us, we think. Why should I have to, to work? Why should I have to struggle? It should be given to me on a, on a plate, it seems, is the, is the thought of the generation But when we read about wisdom, we read the wisdom of God, the word of God, how it uh, transforms us, how um, uh, our hearts are uh, are receiving it. We we, we bend our ear to it. it. You can't just flick a switch and all of a sudden you go, oh, right, yes, now that I've become a Christian, I'm now no longer sin. I now no longer uh, uh, do the things I don't want to do. It, we, we, we wrestle we, uh, our, with our minds and our hearts and our eyes and our very beings. We need to incline our, our ears, our hearts. This divine wisdom transforming you should change from glory into glory. As you work out your, your, your sanctification. And this we know can only happen if your heart has been changed. If you have been given that uh, by the grace of God. Uh, that, that new heart. The heart of stone has gone. That heart of flesh uh, has, has replaced it. So to have this wisdom. If you want this wisdom. And you say well I want this wisdom. I want to be able to have this life then you need to confess and repent and turn to Christ and say, I want you, Lord. Because unless you are that new creation, 
with the old gone and the new come, then you will never have, you may understand with your mind, but you will never have your whole being, your whole soul, your whole heart conforming to the will of, of God. You may become a nicer person, a better person, but that's completely different to being a child of God under the wisdom of God. It's transformation as a gift from God. We read that, don't we, uh, Ezekiel 36, where, where God takes a heart of stone out and replaces it with a heart of flesh, which can be uh, molded because it's now uh, malleable, it's now soft and towards God. But it, we still have that wrestling, we still have that fighting, we still have that killing off that old self. It doesn't mean when you uh, are born again that you, you, you suddenly have all the wisdom when you read the word, you, you immediately understand everything that is, is written there. It doesn't make you the best person, the best husband, the best wife, the best father, the best mother, the best son, the best daughter. There is still that uh, sanctification uh, process to be worked through. That's where that, the, the wisdom of God, this, this uh, working out, this uh, uh, in, inclining our hearts, looking with our eyes to the wisdom of God is so important. Yes, you are now indwelled with God's spirit, with the, with the new desires and new passions and that, that heart that is after God. But it's not a, a button where you, you've been pressed press and say, well, I've now become a follower of Christ Jesus. I'm now, uh, as I'm now a, a Christian, that everything just falls into place for you. That's not how it works, and I know that you know that that is so true in your lives as I know it's so true in, in my life. So as we looked from the Old Testament to the, into, into the New Testament, we, uh, we, we looked to uh, Colossians, uh, where, where Paul is talking there about being raised up with Christ. Seeking what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. We see there uh, Paul uh, looking to the Old Testament, looking to Proverbs, and, and saying, yes, this is what we need to do as, a, as followers in the faith. Especially for those uh, who were Gentiles, who did not have that Old Testament tradition that they've come from as, as Jews. If you, he says, well, uh, you, you, you're looking to, to Christ who is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he says, well, therefore, if you're, if you're in Christ, if, if, if you're dwelling with him, then you must put to death all the, the, these sins. You've, you've, you're raised up with Christ. Yes, you're a new creation, but you're still being told, Paul says, that you're not fully sanctified. You must kill off your old self, your old man. You can't just play with your old self or prod your old self or, or anything like that. You must put to death what is earthly within you. You have to put to death these things and put on uh, righteousness of Christ. Just receive the graces of, of Christ. So many warnings that the uh, apostles uh, were, were writing about to, to God's people, wrestling with your heart, with your flesh, mortifying the flesh and, and all of his desires. Remember uh, Peter, 
First uh, Peter chapter five, uh, verse eight: be, be sober, be vigilant, be diligent. Why? Because the devil is is, is walking about like like a roaring lion, seeking to devour whom he may. Peter was saying that not just to the to the world, but to to the church and the, the believers, to Christians. You can't just say, "Well, I'm now a Christian, I'm now a follower, therefore all is well." Been saved, been clothed with the righteousness of Christ, and then just go, "Okay, I'm just waiting now for for heaven." Because you belong to Christ as a child of God the Father, be sober-minded, be uh, uh, vigilant, as Proverbs tells us. Call upon the wisdom of God. Seek out that wisdom that you may uh, work out your salvation, that sanctification process. To, to, to wrestle your heart, to wrestle with your mind, to wrestle with your very being, your innermost self, to, to put to death, to mortify the flesh, the old self. And as we going as you go through the, the first few uh, chapters of Proverbs, you can, you can, you can hear the, the, the voice of the father to his son, to his child. Saying, listen, hear, take this in, remember, do not forget, incline your heart, incline your ear, because otherwise you will just wander off. Paul would say you'll make a shipwreck of your faith. The father pleading with his child, because the father wants only what is best, a good father only wants what's best for his child. God our Father wants what's best for his children. That relationship. To have that peace, that joy. And so the Father comes with with that wisdom and says, this is the greatest treasure. This is a treasure that's worth uh, uh, doing anything to gain. Forget the trappings of the world. Forget those earthly treasures. No. Focus on, cry out for, plead for, keep your eyes set on this wisdom that God gives to his children. As he says, if you go back to uh, chapter 4, that that diligence in verse 23 of chapter 4, keep thy heart with all Diligence. Keep thy heart with all diligence. Be vigilant. Be looking out for your heart. Look where it's going. Don't just let it wander. Don't just drift. Don't just go into neutral. For from it flow issues. For out of it are the issues of life. Flowing. uh, Springs of life. Springs of life, just gushing out, flowing out, issuing forth. 
have that picture of, of being, be, being uh, uh, diligent and, and vigilant. For out of it are the issues of life. Your heart, keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the, 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 the life, issues of life. We can talk uh, about the heart. We know that the, uh, uh, the heart is a place of, of, of depravity, of fallenness, of corruption. Uh, we know that uh, we've been reading scripture and all the bad things of the, of the, of the heart. And that's why uh, uh, Solomon here is, is talking about just be, be diligent here. Be vigilant. Look out. Look where your heart is going. Seek this wisdom that, that God is giving to you, the Father is giving to you. For we know that the heart can be the, uh, the source of the greatest blessing, but also it can be so corrupt and, and, to, and, and, and the cause and the, where we blame. So therefore it's to be wrestled with. Out of our, out of our hearts, what Jesus says, it's not what, what, it's not what enters into us, as Jesus says. It's what comes out of us. And you say, well, where is your heart? Is your heart after God? Is your mind after God? Is your very being after God? Or is it earthly? Is it material? Is it even of the, the devil and the flesh and the lusts of your own heart? And so therefore he says, well, stay vigilant. Be, be vigilant here. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life, these issues of life. Out of the heart is, is what we are known as. We cannot hide. Sometimes we do try and hide, don't we? We try and put a, a mask over how we're feeling or what we're thinking or how we're acting, and we, we try to act. But we can only keep that pretense up for so long. For shortly, uh, our actions, our words will, will find us out. And that comes from our hearts, who we are. A, um, we, we know that uh, 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 on the, the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Jesus, remember, is reminding the, uh, um, uh, the Pharisees, the those who were saying, well, I, I keep the law. I haven't murdered my brother. I haven't lied. I haven't, haven't uh, committed adultery or anything like that. And remember, Jesus raises the bar and he says, well, if anybody has looked lustfully at a woman, and he's committed adultery in his heart. If, if, if anyone is angry with his brother, then he's committed murder in his heart. And those are the words, really, the, the, of, of the writer, of Solomon here, just, just talking about how, well, here's uh, the wisdom of God in Proverbs, but in the Sermon on the Mount, we have the wisdom of God incarnate. And it's the same. It's the same. But all too often, what we try to do is just try to play down, don't we? We try to, to sweep under the carpet. We say, well, I didn't mean it. It's not as, I'm not as bad as what, I, what, what you think I am. But this is our heart. What do, well, where is our heart? Have we received that wisdom? Are we paying attention to God? Are we keeping on, keeping on? in the direction that God has given us. 
He says, well, if it's happening in your heart and it, it's sinful, then that, that's really the, the, it's where it's coming from, isn't it? That issuing uh, of uh, the life, the, the springs of, 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 of life, the issue of life, it's in your heart. And, uh, and out of it by our actions, that's how we will be known. By the, by, the, by the words that we use, that's how we'll be known. And he's saying, well, we've got to wrestle with your heart because that's the source. That's the source. Jesus says, what comes out of you, what comes out of your heart is who you are. Begins in your, your heart, Jesus is saying. And it's, we, we see that, don't we, by, by people who have just turned away from uh, uh, the word of God. They, they've gone their own way. And uh, they, they just think, well, it's not, they say, well, it's not, it's not that bad, or I'm not doing anybody any harm, or... Uh, have, I, have I offended you? Well, no, no, because I haven't done you any harm. And they try to change the, uh, uh, God's law. They try to, to say, well, okay, my, my heart's not perfect, but I'm not, I'm not that bad. And, and, and Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount and in Proverbs here says, well, well no, that's not, that's not the case. That's not the case. You cannot just abandon uh, God's wisdom because scripture tells us uh, uh, about uh, what God says about sin. And you, you can't uh, indulge in, in, in sinful passions and sinful desires within you. And because that is therefore what will then issue out from your heart. Because as Solomon says, our, our, our actions are a reflection of our inner character. Our inner thoughts, our, our inner desires, your, your inner life. It comes gushing out. It comes flowing out. You, you cannot hide that. And, uh, and that's that ref reflects who we are. As I've said, we may be able to get away with it for a bit. But ultimately, your sins will find you out. <coughs> Jesus says, by their fruit you shall know them. In other words, really well, well what you see happen what I present to you in my actions with my mouth in my life what you see is really just that display of what's really going on in your inner life and you can't hide that forever and certainly you can't hide that at all from God but as a child of God if you're a child of God and you're receiving this word this night, you see that this is for you, it's for me. What's coming out of your life is, is coming from that, that spring of the heart. It's issuing out. And we look at ourselves, you look at yourself. Because it's very easy just to point the finger at somebody else when preacher suddenly says oh this is what's happening and just to look at someone else oh yes that's what's happening in them I see that in them but no examine your heart I examine my heart as mothers, fathers husbands, wives sons and daughters we examine ourselves. What is issuing out of my heart? What is springing forth out of my heart? 
What is the source of my heart? And Jesus teaches that we're told to, to keep vigilance around our hearts because it's the source of all that is from within us. So we've been called in godly wisdom to keep our hearts guarded, treasuring and storing up uh, the treasures of God. And we cannot hide sin of any kind because it will come forth. As we know, we've been given a new heart, a soft heart that's malleable by God, for God to be able to mould us and to shape us. God tells his people to be sober, to be vigilant, to incline your ear, to have that treasure, to treasure the, the wisdom of God as the greatest treasure, to receive these words with all vigilance, to mortify your sin, put your sin to death, put your old self to death. Scripture tells us to be vigilant. Guard your heart. Stay on the path. As he says, keep your eyes focused. It says in verse 26, Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. If you're about to step off the path and your foot's about to go into evil, then don't let that happen. But how can you not let that happen? How, how will you stop that from happening if you are not pondering, if you are not pondering the path of your feet, if you're not looking the direction you're going, if you're just drifting along? Flee from it, as Paul would say. Don't play with it. Don't play with this evil. Stay away. Don't go near. Stay on that path. Run from it. Flee from it. Put it to death. Deal with your heart. Keep it with all uh, 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 vigilance, with all uh, diligence. Fight, battle, wrestle. Guard your heart. Stay far from the things that are not of treasure of God to God. We're all in different places. We're all being challenged by the uh, Spirit of God in different ways. We're all being um, uh, working, well, working out our, our, our sanctification, just working out our salvation, just keeping on, keeping on, running that race. And we see here where we, we see, well, well, are you glorifying God? Are you honoring God with the path that you are on, the path that you're on right now? The scripture tells us, well, don't go to the left, don't go to the right, turn your foot away from evil. We can understand that. Because we know there have been times in our lives where we have turned, we've grieved God by turning to that, that evil path, that evil way. We've decided to go our own way. We haven't kept our eyes and our eyelids pondering and looking straight ahead. We've turned and we've looked and we've, been, we've gone astray. Keep on looking, keep on pondering. Keep on asking, where is my heart? Am I looking after the, 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 the treasures of the wisdom of God that I may incline my ear, that my heart may be right with him? Let's pray. 
Uh, Father God, we look to you uh, this night that we may store up treasures in heaven, that we may not be distracted by the things of this world. Father God, we know how easy it is for our eyes to be distracted, for our path uh, to, 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 to wander as our feet uh, go off that uh, uh, way that you have uh, made for us. But Lord God, we pray that as brothers and sisters in Christ, we would look out for one another especially, that we would as individuals guard our hearts and minds and look to thee. But also if we see our fellow brother or sister wandering astray, that we would gently uh, enable them and uh, remind them and whether it be a rebuke or chastisement to to turn back to come back and, and to follow the way uh, that leads to life lord god we love thy word and we pray that uh, that that your word will be in our hearts and minds for all eternity in jesus name and for his sake we pray amen amen, amen. we close our Lord's Day uh, services with uh, Psalm uh, 32, Psalm uh, 32, uh, verses uh, 8 uh, to the end. Okay. No, it's not, sorry. 77. Oh yes, I swapped them over, sorry about that, okay. Psalm 77, <laughs> I knew that, I thought something had gone wrong. Uh, Psalm uh, 77. Uh, verses 13 to 16. Psalm 77, verses 13 to 16. O God, uh, thy way most holy is within thy sanctuary, and what God is so great in power as is our God most high. Psalm uh, 77, uh, verses 13 to 16.
intimations for this night. The services next Sabbath at the usual times of 11 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. taken by the Reverend James McInnes. Harvest Thanksgiving. Uh, it's Thursday, 7.30 p.m., taken by myself. And the collection taken on that occasion will be distributed to a worthy cause or causes agreed on by the Deacon's Court. If you cannot be present next Thursday, an envelope marked Harvest Thanksgiving can be placed in the plate at any time. And the building fund collection is due today. And there are printouts of the updated supply list covering the period from today till the end of March, available in the vestibule. Now... May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, with you all. Amen.